Everybody, welcome to the All About the Birds Sixers post game show. Unfortunately, not the results we were looking for at all. I am Phil Stifle. I'm ro- rolling solo at the moment. Um, I'm going to invite anybody that wants to come on the show and vent and give me your frustrations. The links are in the comments section. If we get a lot of people tuning in, I'll have to kind of limit the time for everybody. But we are the All About the Birds Network. We go live whether they win or lose. That's what we got to do. We're here for you, the fans, to get your frustrations out and do what you got to do. We are brought to you by lots of great sponsors. We're going to start with Manscaped because your balls and wives will thank you. And, of course, 99jerseys.com. want to wish everybody a happy Father's Day out there right now. Uh, jump in the comment section, everybody. Sixers go down in Game 7 to the Atlanta Hawks, 103-96. to 96. There's so much to dive into, so much to bitch about, so much to vent about. But honestly, it comes – yeah, I, I'm sad, Manny. I, I I agree with you 110%. The frustration is going to take away from the fact that there's so much to say because right now we're just disappointed. We're just sad. We're just we, – we, we don't know what to do. I got my brother checking in and sending me things messages you know my, my my boys you know we got drew checking in here drew is sad the word you want to say or like initial frustrating you know comments there what do you got i'm gonna try not to swear because I, this isn't my. it's, it's almost 11 o'clock you can say whatever you want on the show i'm beyond pissed like ben simmons for the fourth straight year has cost this team a playoff series. Yeah. Even though trade, he, trade Ben Simmons for Andy Dalton. I mean, you might get more offense out of Andy Dalton than Ben Simmons at this point. You might get more offense out of Robert Tractor Trailer. <laughs> you're, you're really going back in time with the tractor trailer comment there. I like I like that. Like it I, I don't understand the Tiber with stupid fouls. Then MB, why are you putting it on the floor? I mean, there's a lot of specific plays we could break down and all, but but I think you want to look at, at this point, you know, the initial frustration of us losing this game seven, because I will stand by it. The Sixers on paper 
are a way more talented team than the Atlanta Hawks are. You know, player for player, there's more talent. Yes, Trey Young is a great player and all, but so is Joel Embiid. But I think it comes down to coaching. Doc Rivers let this team down. Yeah, even Jason's j- jumping in here with the, the tractor trailer comment. It was great. That's a, that's a great comment. Great, great reference there. But, I mean, Doc Rivers let this team down. All this shrinking the rotation. You watched game seven of the Bucks nets last night. Kevin Durant played all 52 minutes of an overtime game. James Harden sat for one minute with a grade two hamstring strain. There's no need for them to have an, a 10-man rotation. Shake Milton with five minutes tonight. Maxi with 14. George Hill had 22 minutes on the floor tonight, and he was a minus 15. There's no reason for any of that. So you want to blame Simmons. You want to blame you know, Tobias Harris for weak layups. You want to blame whoever you want. But it comes down to your coaching. And, and, it, and it was pretty pretty pathetic job from Doc Rivers tonight, Drew. After – I have to really agree on that. It was a bad coaching. Here's the thing. When we look back in the offseason at this, we're going to look back and we're going to see George Harrell turn out to be an awful acquisition at the deadline. Uh, I don't know. There's no reason why he should be on this. He should have been on this team in the first place. It was a bad – it was a, It turned out to be a bad decision. And he turned – like three – two, I think Danny – Having Danny Green lost it, losing Danny Green hurt us a little bit. Hurt us a lot. With that veteran leadership a little bit. And like it's it's just that they they kept kept blowing defensive assignments in this series. Well, blowing assignments, that means your coaching isn't getting you ready. And like it's the same thing all the time. If they're going down there and they're lobbing it for Capella. <clears throat> You should you should know how to stop it already. He's how many times did he lob it up to him and he got that that literally was happening fifteen times a game. It felt like that Joel steps forward to help out on the drive, but no one's got his back. But the few times Joel stays back, then no one's covering Trey. So there was no adjustments made from the coaching staff on that play. That that was very frustrating for sure. Again, I put the links in the comment section. Anyone wants to join? This is the All About the Birds Sixers post game show. We're frustrated. Drew's joined the show. You know, anybody else watching that wants to come on, bitch and moan for a few minutes, you're more than welcome to. Yeah. I mean, we can address Adam's comment here. I mean, I almost would say this may have been the turning point of the game. I mean, we were already struggling. He dunks that ball. That was about a four or five point swing right there because Matisse only made one or two of the free throws. They went down and knocked down a shot after that. that. That changed the complexity. If he makes that dunk, the arena goes nuts. Atlanta has to call a timeout. Everything changes. But that may have been the final straw with Ben Simmons there. Even the announcer says you got to address the issues of Ben Simmons. This is it's just going long enough now. Like Doc kept defending him all year long. Oh, he doesn't have to be a scorer and everything. And like when I, I I was commenting on a post on Facebook yesterday, and she was telling. This girl told me uh, it was an awful comment to my reply that he has to be, he has to be a point guard that shoots the ball because there's no reason to be a point guard if you're not going to be a threat to shoot the ball. Absolutely, hey, we were joined by Jay, my boy Jason here uh, from the Sports and Metal podcast. Jason, oh. I mean, his frustration is sad, is pissed off. 
what are your words to describe how you're feeling at this moment with the Sixers losing game seven to the Atlanta Hawks? Extremely pissed off. Okay. I I, I mean, honestly, I, I'm not – I'm. I mean, I've told you this before. I'm not as knowledgeable about basketball. It's, it's not my number one, but obviously I'm a four-for-four four guy. I mean, my man was Iverson. <laughs> um, I, I'm at a loss for words. I, I mean, what, what's more frustrating than anything is that this was the year. I, I mean, we you couldn't be more set up than they were this year to go to the finals. And to lose in this manner, I mean, and then – you know, obviously, I saw a lot of people tweeting about that play for you know with Simmons, you know, in in the fourth quarter. And I mean, I got to be honest with you, I, I've been a huge Ben Simmons fan his whole career. I mean, I've gotten into fights on Twitter defending the guy and, and sticking up for him. But I'm at the point now where it's like it's almost like it's indefensible to. There's not an excuse. I mean, I don't understand. Like, I don't expect a guy to score, and I didn't expect. I wasn't worried about the points. I, I mean, I I, would, I actually listened to, you know, the podcast that you were on earlier that you know this afternoon, the, the the pregame, and and all four of you guys said pretty much the same thing. It wasn't really about Ben Simmons scoring, but it was about him being aggressive and. It was a shame because it, it almost took to the fourth quarter. I saw that one play where he actually would have had a basket, and they I think they called yeah. a foul. And I said, wow, it, that's the Ben Simmons that, you know, we all want. And, you know, and then, of course, that, that last play, it was like, I, I don't know, man. I'm at a loss for words. I mean, I'm looking at the box score right now. Tobias Harris played 45 of the 48 minutes, okay? Not bad. He did have four fouls, so maybe he had a, a minute or two he had to sit here or there. Joel on a torn meniscus played 41 minutes. Again, that's about the max you're going to get out of him out of 48 minutes with his knee. If he was healthy, he may have played more. But Ben Simmons, who is supposed to be one of your star players, your leader on this team, played 36 minutes. It doesn't sound bad on paper, but when you're looking at this game and the importance of a game seven, playing 36 minutes where George Hill had to play 22, Matisse had to play 21, a rookie in Tyrese Maxey, we needed Maxey to come out here tonight. And, and drop 40 points. But you're you're asking a rookie who has barely played all year, and that's what your hit season was hinging on. So, you know, you know, we got a lot of Ben Simmons comments. I love Ben, but he's got to go. He isn't a franchise player. This guy's saying he's not a point guard, never has been. Well, what is he? Even a power forward like, does something offensively. Like, I'm going to look I mean, at it like this. He makes, the sec- he makes the second most money on a team. Like, it, it's crazy – He's at a position. He plays a position that he's above height size for in a point guard. But the problem is, he's a point guard that that's not a threat to shoot the ball, and that's the main thing. You have to be a threat to shoot the ball. That's how you be able to make plays with being a point guard. Like I played point guard when I was in high school and everything. We were we were told shoot the ball when you have an open shot, or when can you make when can you make an open play up? But hey, he can't do anything. And that, if you can get a point guard that can actually be a threat to shoot the ball, the ball the ball movement would be so much better. We have more Look, offensive plays. There, there's going to be a lot of trade Ben talk now, literally starting right now and moving into this offseason. 
we really can't talk too much about it because we got a whole offseason to talk about the trade, Ben. But I mean, that, that this comment here from Crisey Ten Rice, I think I said that right, Crikey Ten Rice, um, he's he killed his value. Any value that Ben Simmons had, I mean, there will be a team that will take a chance on him. But the Sixers are going to have to give up a lot to get rid of him at this point because he basically crushed whatever value he has. I mean, yeah, he played solid defense. Trey Young had what? A few points, one basket at the halftime, and that was Ben's defense. But you can find great defensive players making a lot less than Ben Simmons makes. Ben, you don't need a max player just playing defense. No, I mean, I, I agree. I I think, you know, obviously we all agree that Ben Simmons had a lot to do with the loss. But, I mean, I'm also looking at the point in the game where they had 14 turnovers – and Atlanta scored 13 points on those 14 turnovers. And honest to God, like, if it weren't for Embiid early in the fourth coming out fired up, we probably would have we would have got blown out. Because honestly, that one little run in the you know beginning of the fourth quarter, we were coming back. And then, you know, obviously, you know, you have the Simmons play, and then it's like almost like it was a momentum killer. Because mm-hmm. right after that play, I think they went on like a 7-0 run. I mean, I, I took some notes. I, you know, yeah, I mean, 17 turnovers. That's Brett Brown level. The Doc Rivers was supposed to bring discipline to this team, maturity to this team. But obviously that didn't happen because we're making th- this series, we had more turnovers this series than we have in a, a, a long, long amount of games. You know, lay off of Simmons. Unfortunately, Scott, we can't lay off of Simmons. Tell her she needs to watch the game and know that you can't lay off of Simmons at this point. Um I- no, I mean, I was kind of getting ripped for saying Simmons earlier in this series, but I really think that he had a bad coaching. I thought he coached bad in this series. I really Doc did. Doc Rivers had I, – I still – I'm sorry, I said look, Simmons. I, meant, yeah, said, I, yeah. I, I knew what you meant. Look, Doc Rivers, I mean, we all ignored his postseason failures when we hired him. We thought about the Boston title-winning Doc Rivers and not all the other problems he's had in his career. But this series showed, again, why Doc Rivers – I mean, he may have to go just as much as Ben Simmons, just as much as Tobias. There is going to be so many changes. I I tweeted out about right at the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, this might be the last 12 minutes that we get to see the process as the process. Because so many – you just like I said after the Jazz loss, just like I said after the Portland loss, their series, you can't run it back again. You had to give Doc Rivers one season with the whole crew. But you know what? We had the same disappointing results this year as we have the last couple of years. You cannot run it back again. So whether Doc's got to go, Ben's got to go, all of the above's got to go, major, major changes have to happen to this team. Uh, I mean, you I couldn't say it better than you just said it. I mean, you tweeted it and you just said it perfectly. Like, honestly, obviously, Daryl Morey outdrew his back. Sorry about that. I hope my nephew. That's no, okay. Here's how media said Ben Simmons is a jump shot away from the next LeBron. Hey, I'll be the first one to admit, I bought into the Ben Simmons was a shooter, being a not even a great shooter, a confident shooter away from being, you know, I thought his ceiling was not LeBron, but pretty damn close to it because he's athletic, he's big, he can see the court better than anybody I've ever seen. But you know what? The lack of confidence on offense 
literally you're playing four on five on offense as the Sixers when he's out there. And, and you, you just can't do that in the playoffs. You can hide and mask Ben Simmons, his, his inability to score and do certain things in a regular season. But in a seven-game series, you can't mask that. You just, you just can't. I mean, it, it's pretty scary that you, you even had announcers that generally, like, don't criticize Ben. Even they were criticizing him after that play and saying, like, mm-hmm. Ben, what are you doing? Like, I mean, it, it's pretty glaring, and it's obvious that nobody thinks – I don't think even us, who are harsh critics, yeah. think that Ben think it's all about lack of skill. I think this is mostly in his head. But unfortunately, we, we're four years in now, and he hasn't fixed it. Uh, and now you're on a new – like you said, Phil – now, you gave them another year. You gave yeah. this whole regime a you year. You gave Doc right? a whole year to see if he can maximize that trio. But uh, yeah, yeah it, it didn't work out. Honestly, I could see a scenario where Doc's not back, Ben's not back, even Tobias is not back. You may have to, if you're going to go all in with Joel Embiid as your star, you're going to have to reshape this entire roster around him again. Whether it's going out, you're going to hear the names, Bradley Beal, Dayton Lillard. You're going to hear all the big names linked to Philadelphia. But it's going to come down to Daryl Morey and what he can do to bring in someone that complements Joel. So that Joel Joel had, what, eight turnovers tonight? Yeah, eight turnovers tonight. But some of those turnovers are not necessarily his fault because of the extent that he is being forced to play point guard, center. He's out there guarding Trey Young. He's bringing the ball up after a, a made shot. Literally – he is literally playing all five spots out on the court. And you can't have that out of a 7-2 guy, especially when he's got a torn torn ligament in his knee. So it's frustrating, but you're going to have to reshape this entire roster and franchise around him. Like, I'm going to look at it like this. And I'm not going to make make it as an excuse, but it was a factor. The officiating's been bad this whole series. Absolutely. It was was bad in the Washington series. It made me start to think – that the NBA did not want the Sixers to win a championship. They don't want it. They don't want any proof that the process was successful, exactly. which is weird because they're letting Oklahoma City do their process, and there's no, there's not one bird chirping about that. But the Sixers did the process, and they don't want you know that successful at all. A couple comments that have come in here again, all about the birds. The Sixers post game show. If you want to join the screen, I brought on Jason. I brought on Drew. You're more than welcome to join. Links in the comment sections on Twitter. Facebook and YouTube. Click the link. I'll put you up here on the screen. But some of these, some of these comments I want to draw, address. Danny Green. I said the loss of Danny Green was huge. I don't think it makes the difference between a win and a loss in a series, but it definitely would have made a difference. You would have seen a lot less George Hill. You would have seen a lot less Furkan. You would have seen a lot less of a lot of these guys. Um, it, it it would not have solved the Ben Simmons issues, and that's where. Does it does it change the series outcome? I don't know, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Game I seven, mean, I, you don't run out of basket. You can only blame Doc so much. I get that, but you also do have to blame Doc. You know, you know, not firing Doc after one season, possibly. Ben Simmons done, maybe. You know, Seth needs to shoot more often. I mean, Seth Curry is not a twenty-five shot a game guy. He's a twenty-two minute a guy that's supposed to be. Three of five from three or four, seven from three. These shouldn't be your number one offensive threat. Tobias, yes, very inconsistent. 
Yeah, Daryl Morey doesn't have to start the process 2.0, but he's got to tweak the process a lot for sure. I mean, I, Bill, I mean you. I mean you, you, you guys do an excellent job on that podcast earlier in the day, the uh, the pregame. Yeah, that was phenomenal, and you guys all kind of hit on the same points. And I kept hearing the same common theme from you about mental composure. And unfortunately, this game was like the exact opposite of mental composure. Like Damn. they lost, they lost their composure. It, you know, I mean, I mean, uh, let's pull one person out with the mental aspect losing Dwight Howard. He was a massive upgrade at the backup center throughout the season. But when you are Dwight Howard, you know, a Hall of Fame basketball player in the twilight of your career, you got to be smarter. You can't let the mental – you can't take cheap fouls. You can't shove guys in the back. You need to know better. You're not a rookie anymore. Um, actually, I think they upped it to 19 uh, first-round picks with the uh, Kemba Walker trade they just made. And then when they trade Kemba Walker somewhere else, they'll probably get another one. Yeah, they, nobody's talking about that process over there. Dwight Howard has to be smarter. He's no rookie. He's not Tyrese Maxey. You know, the mental composure, that's where coaching comes into play. Doc Rivers needed to keep these guys in check, keep them in line. But maybe and, he's not the coach for this team. Well, and, and, and you know, obviously you're right. Uh, you know, Dwight Howard, you would expect better. But then you had, you know, Tybal had those two terrible fouls. I mean – that one foul probably might have cost them the game. The foul yeah, the one that hit the guy in the head, hit her in the head. Yeah, because but, but that's that that's Matisse's game. Matisse uh, has gotten those cheap foul calls. And I get that, but I, I guess at that point in the game, that's where I would expect, you know, Doc would have these guys knowing, like, guys, you gotta be careful. Like if he missed that's where that Danny shot. Green plays a factor. Matisse isn't coming in for defensive replacements in the crux of a game if Danny Green is there. So that's where that is, you know. Dwight, yeah, I brought this in multiple games. You know, you know, it's not like Atlanta was running out there seven foot two guys. Clint Capella was their biggest center. You could have run Ben at the five. At least as a five, he could have just clogged up the lane, played a little defense. You know, you don't need your center scoring the ball. You know, you did not need Dwight Howard out there tonight. You needed to run a six or seven man rotation. It's been your starting five. It should have been Maxi for a few minutes. It should have been, you know, Matisse for a few minutes. Your starters need to play the the entirety of this game. The 36 minutes from Ben Simmons is just nowhere near enough minutes for your star. It just, it just isn't. So yeah, I mean, like if you look at it, you you can't really rely on him in the in the end of games because they're gonna hack a Ben. You can't rely on him to hit a free throw. Like absolutely, you you can't. And and you know what? I mean, Ben didn't do an awful job this season in the regular season with that. You know, he kind of improved his numbers a little bit. Um, but on the flip side of the equation, you know what? That's Doc Rivers. You got you got to make sure Ben Simmons is either in the game focused and doing what he needs to do or not. I don't want to see – if they don't move Ben Simmons, if they don't, if he's still on this team, because it's going to be hard to move Ben Simmons. I don't want to see one summer workout video. I don't want to see one video in the summer of him – on Instagram, knocking down three points. I don't care about that crap anymore. It doesn't matter until you start doing it in the games. I'm yeah. sure you guys saw on Twitter this week, uh, someone posted a video, a highlight video from Summer League. Him turning around, making fadeaway, you know, 12-foot, 18-foot jumpers in Summer League when he was a rookie. Where's that Ben Simmons? Does but, he only play well in meaningless games? But, well, you just said it. 
Because let's face it. I, I, I pretty much laid that one out there for you. But you know what's worse? What's worse than that is that if he actually just played like he did in the regular season or even in the Washington series, they win this game. But they he didn't series he didn't in five that. games. He didn't even do that. This game, he shit the bed. Honestly, he absolutely shit the bed for sure. He shit the bed. Tobias, Tobias really stayed aggressive. Tobias shot the ball terribly tonight. I've never seen a guy his size miss so many layups and get so many. Last series, it was blocked shots. This series, it was layups. But at least he stayed aggressive. He was eight of twenty-four. He didn't make or he didn't main make some of his misses like deter him. He stayed aggressive the whole game. Yes, I will always support Tobias. I love Tobias. But I mean, eight of twenty-four. He's another max guy. Yeah, but he Phil, eight of twenty-four. But he can't Phil, shoot two of seven from three. Phil, he makes those. He th- he missed three possessions in a row. I wa- I, I took yeah, notes layup. on that. Three in a row where he had three easy layups. He makes those layups. That it's a different game. They might win. Like but it's, again, going back to a size issue. It's not like Atlanta is this huge team. Okay, Tobias is a large man. Why are you going for layups high off the glass? The higher you go up off the glass, the lower the percentage of the layup comes. Dunk the ball. You know, slam it on them. You know, it's that easy. And then that forces them to take a hard foul on you, which then puts you at the line or gets them into foul trouble. It, it, it's, it's, it's frustrating beyond belief because Tobias Harris should not have missed those layups. But, again, it's not the missing the layups. It's the shots he's taking and not going harder to the rim. He's not but, taking the right shot, is what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> he should have just dunked the one. The one easily should have dunked an easy dunk. But, but when, you're, when Ben's not dunking the ball, why should Tobias? You know. Let no, me, you're I'm right. Today, man. Taking after my other my teammate right there. Follow the leader. Yeah, basically. Like all your today, I put a post up on Facebook, and I was like, "This, this is the most important game in the process history." Absolutely. Because if they lose, this will end the process. I think the process is over. I don't like I you can get rid of Ben. You have to package him with a couple of first round picks and another player to order to get a, a like some Platty Bill, maybe Damian Lerner on this team. But you're gonna have to add pieces to this team. This team needs like we thought we had shooters, but the shooters didn't really come alive. Only Seth Curry came alive in the series, and that like Steph Steph. Whatever's Curry is still still it's still Curry to me. But for a game seven, they play some of the most undisciplined basketball tonight when it meant most. And that's but again that comes down. I know some people in the comment section saying you can't get rid of Doc Rivers yet. If you're gonna say that they are the most, they played so undisciplined, these aren't 18-year-old kids. Doc Rivers has to be held accountable for how undisciplined they were tonight. He can he, he does, but the thing is. I don't think you can't get rid of Doc Rivers after one season. You can get rid of Doc Rivers anytime you want. You just have to be willing to pay his salary. Yeah, but the thing is, you that's all it. Coaches can get fired anytime. Their contracts yep. are guaranteed. You just pay them, and if they get hired by another team, that offsets the salary. That's all you, it is with coaching. You have to like you gamble you with this team. Now you have to we you have to rebuild and we to this team a little bit. You don't have to, to rebuild. Mo- Watch that word. We're not we, rebuilding. You still we, have Joel and B. You still we're have – you're retooling. Right you're, this is we're not, not the Eagles. We're not rebuilding. We're retooling We're retooling. We're going to use that retooling thing because – Yeah, use that phrase that I like. We're going to retool. We have to retool this team more to like 
a, a team of Doc Rivers caliber a little bit. And let's see how it goes there. And then if it doesn't work out for like a year or two, then you explore firing Doc But, but see, here's the problem with what you said there. You want to go and retool, keep Doc, and then in a year or two, Joel Embiid has a very small window of superstardom at 7'2", 285 pounds. All the injuries he's had, all the injuries he's going to continue to have because of his size, you don't have Joel Embiid at peak performance for three to five more years. You've got this year, next year, maybe the following year, and that's it. And then Joel's performance is going to start to deteriorate. Seven foot, you, you look at big seven-foot-two guys outside of Shaq, how many of them really last in the last 20, 25 years for a very long career? Very That's few. Like you gotta any get of one of these guys are free agents. You gotta get Bradley Beal in a trade. You gotta get maybe Damian Lowe in a trade. You gotta get that second superstar. Hey, with, hey guys. So we're we were talking about Doc Rivers, right? Right. So uh one of one of your own, Phil, uh Dave, Dave Miller. Mm-hmm. Tweeted tweeted a tweet from ESPN stats on on our thread. Okay, so Doc Rivers has twenty nine losses with a chance to clinch a playoff series, most losses by any head coach in NBA history. His three forty one win percentage is the worst all time among coaches with twenty plus playoff games. I, I mean, the numbers say it all right there. Look, I, I I'm going to bring up something here. I brought it up in the offseason when Nate McMillan was available as a head coach. I put it out on Twitter, a lot less followers back then, so not as many people saw it and all. I said, anybody have interest in Nate McMillan? I know his playoff record isn't great, but he brings one thing to a team, discipline. And that was something last year this team was lacking. Obviously, Nate McMillan went elsewhere. He got fired. Now he's leading you know, the Hawks to the, fi- the Eastern Conference Finals. This team still has no discipline. It's something we need, we're lacking. You need a coach that's going to hold players accountable, that's going to hold Ben. I, how long since the regular season through the entire playoff series of round one and round two, you kept hurt hearing Doc talk, I'm not worried about Ben. I'm not worried about Ben. Ben's doing what he's doing. I don't want him to shoot this. No, 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 no. You want to hold him accountable. He's a $150 million man. You hold him accountable. So he's not in his rookie year anymore. You know, it's time, 110%, to evaluate. They're outside of Joel, and even Joel to an extent, every single player on this team has to be held accountable to the point where nobody should feel their job is safe going into the next year. Not Absolutely. one player. Nobody. Top you know who I compare Ben Simmons to? Bruce Bowen without a shot. Oh. Yeah. I mean, he- maybe – like he can know. I saw someone else compare him to Dennis Rodman. Bruce Bowen, and I, I thought that Dennis Rodman was also a good comparison to an extent because he just played defense and rebounded the ball. And, and later on in his career, Doc uh, Dennis Rodman was pretty good with you know distributing the ball as well. <clears throat> yeah, Ben Simmons' trade value has completely crapped the bed and has completely fallen off the shelf. You know, there is a point at the middle of the season, and I was against it, which I was wrong now, and I'll admit that. I always admit when I'm wrong. It was Ben Simmons and a couple picks for James Harden. And everybody's like, do you want James Harden or do you not want James Harden? Some people said yes. Some people said no. Well, now Ben Simmons and a couple first-round picks ain't getting you James Harden or that level of player. It's going to take so much more to get that kind of a player for Ben Simmons because he's been exposed. Officially, 
completely exposed at this point. Let's, I'm let, go out let's go win. to that trade. If if they make that trade, do you think they win this series? I think yeah. everything changes because first off, you got James Harden and his, and his hamstring issues. Does that happen here or not? We don't know. I'm you know, be I'm saying without the injury, if, if if he's a healthy James Harden and 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 Joel Embiid as your one two, you know, with Tobias as your three, it may make you win this series. I the trade I think puts you over the edge. That again, another trade I was not 100 percent for was bringing in Kyle Lowry. Yep, because that's, that's what this team needed. That fiery leadership guy. When John Collins is starting shit, you know, jo- you know Kyle Lowry is going to get up in his face. You know, nobody outside of Joel and Dwight Howard really get in anybody's face, show any fight, any dog in them. And that's what you needed on this team. And Kyle Lowry and his playoff experience, it would have been a rental. It may have cost you Shake in a first or Tyrese Maxey in a first. But you know what? That's what you needed to get over the hump this year. Like, I'll be honest, I I really thought if you had top Kyle Lowry on this team, you would win the Eastern Conference. Probably. Because- you had a, you had like a dog, but the thing about it is, Kyle Lowry hit that big shot too when you need yeah, it. That's what we needed. We need somebody that's not afraid because you know what? Tobias has hit some big shots. Seth Curry had some great shooting nights in this series and all, but none of them are that clutch. I want the ball. I always talk about Shane Falco, you know, from the from the replacements. There's a scene in the movie early in the movie when Gene Hackman's character says, because uh, you know. You know, his, his character throws an interception, turns the ball over late in the game. Winners want the ball. Nobody on this team outside of Joel wants the ball in that crucial moment. Every single one of them stutters, hesitates, or gives it up. I I mean, Joel, Joel came out fired up in the beginning of the fourth. You know, we talked about it earlier. You know, he, he was kind of bringing them back. But you needed that other part to step up and – Nobody did. Like, I mean, you don't, you, you can, can, I don't like to talk about the next season this early and all, but you want to know what really scares me about next season, guys? Joel Embiid still has a torn meniscus. Joel Embiid needs surgery, whether he gets it tomorrow morning or in the next two weeks. Joel Embiid might not even be 110% for training camp. He might not be ready to start the next season, which means we're still going to go into next season not knowing what this team is, no matter what the changes are whatever the trades are of this team we're going to go into next season again with monitoring you know Joel Embiid's minutes and all that stuff you know he literally laid it out all out on the line playing with his torn meniscus this year or this series and nobody could step up yeah nobody stepped up it's a complete waste and that frustrates frustrates me more than anything is literally you you had Danny Green out a cash train it is what it is you know you can't play on it you had the dude from Atlanta that missed the entire series because of a a strained meniscus. He didn't play. Um, you, you got so many guys that are missing time because of lesser injuries. Joel literally put his career on the line for this team this series. Busted his ass. Busted his ass. And, and you know, Crikey is checking in again, you know, holding Ben to, you know, higher standard than Joel. You know, I hold them all to a high standard, but I don't think anybody's letting Ben off the, off the, off the hot seat after this, this, this series. Not at all. I'm going to, I'm going to vent for one minute, and I'm going to be really pissed off because I'm going to speak as a real big fan right now. This is not analyst, Drew. This is yeah, I know. fan Drew. This is a, this is, it's a big disappointment to me because when a guy risks his career to play on a torn meniscus, gives it 110% when he didn't have to play on it, and then you, you can't trust your teammate 
to give the same amount of a percentage to be aggressive enough to score. That team right there, that teammate, I can't trust. I can't trust him. He lets me, he let me down. He let me down for the past four years. And when I needed him most, when I wasn't hundred percent to be my Robin, he wasn't my Robin. He was my he was my heart my wannabe Harley Quinn. And and tell you the truth, excuse my French, I sent that bitch on his way on her way, and I'm gonna send this bitch on his way too. Sorry, Phil. Yeah, it's okay. We're close to one o'clock. It's it's T it's 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 NC seventeen. Look, we're all pissed off. You know, the game one post game show or game five, I think I dropped like seven F bombs on it. Cause, cause I was so pissed off. Look, I, I don't want to take up too much more time of your guys and everybody else watching. You know, the off season, we're going to talk. We're all going to communicate on Twitter. We're going to do so many shows throughout the off season talking about basketball. But we can just—I think we all just need to wrap it up here with just you. You just vent it, Jason. I don't know what you want to do to vent to to close out your segment here, but. It was a big disappointment. There was so much expectations, so much hope. And again, like I'll say a hundred times over, so much more talent on this team than the Atlanta Hawks. But coaching, discipline, mental aspect, all of the above, it goes a long way. I I mean, I you guys both just said it perfectly. I don't I don't I mean honestly. I'm just – I'm very hurt and upset because it's it, – I, I feel like like a part – you know, a part of us got, you know, injured. Like, we were all – we were all had high hopes. And then, you know, you come into this series at knowing that if you win – I mean, we, we legitimately could go to the finals. I mean, we had the team to do We it. legitimately could have won the finals. Yeah, because exactly. Phoenix is a really good team. The Clippers are a really good team. But they have flaws. We could have won the finals. We could beat the Bucs. We're a better team than the Bucs. I'm so – yeah, I'm distraught. I mean, I guess it's almost like – it kind of feels like to me I'm trying to compare it to another team that we had high expectations. I mean, I saw like a lot the, of – the, the Tampa Bay Eagles championship game team. When yeah. Joe Georgicious, I think it's still running on that. I still don't think he's stopped. That level of disappointment. The 2011 Phillies, 102 wins. Cliff Lee gets a 4-0 lead and blows it. That level of disappointment right there. That's where we're at with this what about team. the 14-3 NFC title game with Carolina Panthers? Panthers. That one, too. I mean, there's so many moments in her, but this ranks right up there, if not is as heartbreaking, because I, none of those teams had to suffer through the process to get to this point. We suffered knowing that this was the end goal, getting to a point where we have stars on our team. I got the perfect comparison for Ben Simmons, Todd Pinkston. Todd Pinkston was a better player than we give him credit for. Uh, That's a topic for another day. Todd Pinkston, before he got injured, was a solid deep threat. Just so you know. We'll we'll just leave that at that. That, (laughs) That'll save for an Eagles conversation one day. Anyway, thank you, Jason, Drew. Thank you guys so much for coming on. We got Jason, Sports and Metal Podcast. Drew, I always forget what your show's called. Uh, the Shoeshine Podcast is on. Shoeshine. Uh, I don't know Shoeshine why I forget Boxing. that. It's such a great name, too. It yeah, is. Monday nights, 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Pacific, guys. You want to know about boxing, talk about the headlines, you can come check the channel out. Yeah. And so thank you guys very much for joining me. So I wasn't at this all by myself tonight. <laughs> the Sixers 
Go down and your partner. Your partners are depressed. Heartbreak. I need it's a bottle. Of a rough week. But all that means is our Wednesday night shows get to go back to talking Eagles every Wednesday night now. I know Johnny yeah, and Jeff will be happy about that. Oh, I'm sure they're they're like they're they're, they're probably already getting good. their notes ready. Yeah, ex- ex- exactly, exactly. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you're watching on Facebook, make sure you're liking, sharing, you know, setting notifications on on Twitter. Make sure you're retweeting everything out and following. If you're watching on YouTube. We had quite a few people watching on YouTube tonight. Um, make sure you hit and subscribe. You know, we hit 205 on subscribers. Let's get up 210, 220. Let's keep it going, guys. Much appreciated. All the support for the All About the Birds Network. You know, there ain't going to be much more Sixers talk on this network for the next few months. I'm sure Chips and Dish tomorrow night at 8 or 9, whenever he goes live, I'm sure they'll talk a little bit more about it. But, yeah, it's Phillies for the next two months. Then it's Eagles. That's all we got. Well, we all we can do is complain about the Phillies. So, Yeah. That's, they that's, lost that's today. All. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Hey, with that, we're going to sign off with the commercial. You know, everybody have a great night. Again, to all the dads out there, happy Father's Day again. Happy Father's Day to all the dog dads. Drew, I don't know if your dad or got a dog. I know Jason's not a got dad, a dog. You're not? Nah, no I'm dog? Not I don't have a dog either. Uh, so you're not a dog dad and you're not a dad. So forget you. Dog dads count. That's what I like to say today. Dog dads count. Right, Jason? You got it, brother. Hey, everybody have a great night. Hey, the Be process sad. is over, everybody. Sixers go down to the Hawks again in game seven. Y'all have a good night. Father's Day is just around the corner, and y'all probably need a gift for your hairy dad. Make your dad proud this year and get him and yourself Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. I heard that right, the Lawnmower 4.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code AATBIRDS at manscaped.com. Shoot, it was just last week when I asked my dad, Hey, Daddy, how's your balls doing? He said, Son, it's a hairy situation. I said, Well, boy, Manscaped just released a brand new product, the Lawnmower 4.0. Imagine surprising your dad with a sleek, well-designed, and optimized body hair trimmer that says your balls thank you on the box. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. Well, you might ask, how is the Lawnmower 4.0 different from other trimmers? Well, it includes a multi-function on-off switch that can engage a travel lock great feature if your father or yourself to travel and it gives you the ability to turn the 4000k led spotlight on and off when you need a more precise shave shoot now you can shave your balls in the dark you can trim with additional guard lengths and has a wireless charging system yeah you heard that right wireless charging ball trimmers are real thing Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer the best nose hair trimmer on the market and perfect gift for your pops if you've seen that nose book sticking out your dad's nose. Not to mention amazing products like the Cologne, Crop Mop, Ball Wipes, Crop Reviver, Ball Toner, and Crop Preserver Ball Deal. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code AATBIRDS at Manscaped.com. Get your dad a gift you know they will use. That's 20% off free shipping at Manscaped.com and use the code AATBIRDS. Don't forget that you came from your daddy's house. This year, show your original home some love with Manscaped.